welcome back to another podcast on DeVito Podcast. It's been a fat minute. It's been quite a long time. Um, I'd say probably four or five months and not so much a special guest, but more of a rat. One of my best friends, Alexander, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me, Rat Lord himself. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I, uh, I get my skills from some special people, so... I'm going to keep the itinerary fairly specific, but not so specific because we usually stray off topic. And dude, your jawline just looks super cut. What's your mm -hmm. trick? What's your secret? Tell me. Thanks. Just like you, it's uh, after you shave, you put some coconut oil on, you know, a little household secret. Mm. And, uh, make, makes everything look great. Mm -hmm. But actually, though, it is, it is really good for you, but I don't. That's not my secret. I would never give that away. You shouldn't. Honestly, if you did, you'd have to capitalize off of it. But knowing other people, they'd probably steal it and then capitalize off of that. That's, that's a story of life. That's how stonks are made, of course. Honestly, don't even tell me about stonks. I'll go, I'll go for the next half an hour just talking about how I've been ripped off in the market. <laughs> but I only post green days. Yeah, well, not every day can be a green day, unfortunately. Although, it seems like there can be enough red days to appreciate the green days that's my uh that's my motto did i tell you um so you know you know where i work truck broker yeah. Yeah. a lot of truck broker companies nowadays but um one of our guys at work he's one of our uh i wouldn't say seniors but he's more established he's one of our senior truck brokers and every so often he'll ask like a random person in the office he's like hey do you have any words of wisdom and the first couple of times he asked me like my first week there and I read like a bunch of books about startups. So I was like, oh yeah. So I gave him a few like really good, like, you know, wisdom or quotes, you know, type of thing. And he was like, wow, that's really good. And I'm like, yeah, well, I pulled it from a book. And um, today he asked one of the new guys who actually started last week. And I think he's only been here for three days now. Nice guy. He's actually originally from the army. He's done construction, but he was a truck driver in the army. And then one of my buddy in sales who sits like across the room actually brought him in. So it's like, guy is super respectful, you know, but you got to get to know him more before I can give him my respect. And uh, anyways, just to like, you know, keep it short. Um, this, uh, our senior, you know, truck broker, he asked this new guy, he's like, Hey, do you have any words of wisdom? He goes like, Oh, uh, I don't. And I'm just sitting there for a couple seconds, I looked at my coworker. I'm like, Hey, uh, I have some words of wisdom. And he goes like, yeah, what is it? I said, write your mistakes in the stone and your success in the sand. And he just looked at me like wide eyed and goes like, wow, that was really deep. I'm like, I'm a deep person. And then the ladies looked at me like, you doing all right over there, Joe? You going through some stuff? <laughs> like you, like, you want to talk at lunch break? I was like, you know what? <laughs> we got two more hours left to work. I'm good. I'm good. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you never know, dude. Oh, that's true. And I, speaking of trucking, somewhat off topic, but still relevant. Uh, current event. I was don't remember where I was heard this today, but definitely wasn't on mainstream news. It was uh, one of the kind of off the beaten path people I follow for news. I saw that in Colorado, um, Colorado district attorney or some higher level um, uh, judicial official. So a judge of some levels had sentenced a trucker who caused a crash in Colorado to 115 year sentence, consecutive years. And over and that happened yesterday, I believe. And today, 
about 4,000. It's either some, somewhere around between 4,000 and 14,000 truckers across the nation have like signed a paper saying we are not driving through Colorado until this is resolved. His sentence is communed or there is a severe reduction in the sentence, which I'm sure as you know, as a truck broker, a logistics, someone who works with logistics, that can be quite the nightmare. So. Oh, that's dude. That's crippling right off the bat. Um, most of our, like just a little specific, you know, most of our, um, what are you doing? I thought you're just, I thought you're giving me like a, a signal or no, something. No, no, no. Um, most of our business comes from Costco. It's like we're, I can't go like too much into it. It's not like it's confidential, but most of our business like comes from Costco. Um, and then we have Walmart's, uh, Safeway. We have a bunch of like, you know, cool grocery stores and like brick and mortar. So a lot of business there, a lot of high volume, especially now during the holidays. Um, but I don't see too much, you know, too many trucks going to Colorado, but I know that that's like a huge route because there's a lot of, you know, highways and freeways going through there and their economy is definitely booming there because especially with the cannabis being legalized and all that Mm -hmm. and whatnot, whatever else they're shipping there. But I know psilocybin uh, mushrooms and other like kind of psychedelic drugs are legal in Colorado. So that's interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, who knows? Even the truckers are probably on that shit. You never know. I'd hope not, but. I mean, once we get the Tesla cyber trucks out here, it's like the the semis. You're gonna have like the trucker in the passenger seat on a mushroom while it's in autonomous mode, and he's just gonna be like, just until he gets to his route, and then he just drops he off the stuff. Gonna be staring at the stars quite literally and figuratively. Oh yeah, and the receiver is gonna be like, "Hey, sign here." And he's gonna be like, "Mushy handwriting." He just, maybe mushy handwriting, or he just licks the paper and beats his head against it as his signature. I you think know. you should like lick the paper, you know, so like a little swab so they know that like it was legit, you know, because handwriting can be forged, but your swab really hard to forge, especially like, mm. how are you going to get someone's swab? You have to like get their spit. Uh, that's a very good point. But I, this uh, going on a little bit of a tangent, if it, and I'm not a, any expert, but if you spit in like a jar, I want to say with fairly high confidence that within that spit is all the DNA and programming that they would need to clone yourself. So yeah. if you, so, you know, 2050 or maybe, maybe in 2025, you know, you lick the paper as a receipt of you delivering the goods. And then who knows, they clone your replacement two years in a lab. Oh God. And then you realize <laughs> like, you're not special. We don't need you anymore. Throws you away. Like toy story. I don't want you anymore. <laughs> I don't play with this anymore. <laughs> that was like the saddest moment in my life the other saddest moment was you know i'm, I'm a big fan of uh, chapstick and um i love my bird's beeswax and when i found out the founder died or the creator like on a year ago i think he died at like 90 years old i'm like this guy built a Probably. fucking legacy around chapstick whoever knew like the thing that we always forget you know when we go on a trip and this guy's like i got you beeswax on your face whoever would have thought that that would have been so healthy yet like so beneficial for your skin uh you know never would have known i know honey's uh if you get like cut in nature you can like just dump honey on the wound and it's like the best antiseptic next even better than alcohol oh yeah i've heard that too no i haven't but i know that that's why i bathe in it 
really? Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of honey. That's my secret to this jawline, Joe. Jesus Christ. It's there's expensive. This, there's this thing online, like this rubber, like plastic piece that you bite on, you just chew on. And I saw it on TikTok and this guy had this huge jawline. He looked like he had bat wings sticking out. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Like, like, like a Chad, like a mega Chad. And he had a filter on it plus that, and it made it look like twice as big. And it was just like, you could like put a bottle on the side of his face and he could hold it there. Like at level, like it would not fall off of his mm-hmm. jaw, but I was like, is that even healthy? And then I started seeing doctors actually uh, what's called reacting to it. They're like, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. It's probable if you do it for like, you know, a couple of years, I don't know, like the benefit of it, like maybe you have better biting power. I, like, I I would say you might have might have better biting power. I, the the muscles in your face and your specifically your jaw are like stronger per square inch than most muscles in your body. However, if that constant biting motion on that rubber ball would really, um, it, you could uh, mess up the bite on your teeth. You could misalign. You know, if you uh, if you're biting on that and you could loosen teeth and then. You might be missing mm. teeth or you're, I don't know, if, you, if you're a kid and you're biting out baby teeth and your adult teeth come in, you can mess up the alignment of them. Mm. Um, I've seen that. And I've, I've, funny enough, I've talked about it with a doctor in town and he's like, yeah, that's uh, probable, but it's kind of bad if you uh, did it too much because there's a lot of variables at play that could go wrong. So more harm than good. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree, especially if it's coming from a doctor, especially a doctor that you know. I trust doctors that you know, not doctors I see on TV nowadays. You catch my drift. No doctors on TikTok, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah I know what you're talking um, about. I was going to say, no, but like this this thing that you chew on that you can buy online, you usually like chew it not in, on like your, your molars, like your grinders on the sides, but like almost in the front, like your front teeth. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that affects like the front bite as opposed to like the side bite, like where you're supposed to like grind like nuts and stuff, you know, Um, like, and I'm not talking like baby teeth, like, you know, your full teeth coming in, like my baby teeth were kind of messed up because I used to like twist them out whenever they came loose. I used to like twist them and used to like bleed everywhere and it's like spitting blood out. It was was Uh, crazy. Okay. It's been by the pool. My mom, like, we don't just pull and ripping my teeth out. Like, look at fucking bleed blood everywhere viewer discretion advised for your ears <laughs> maybe that's why we get along so well we're both weird i actually have a messed up tooth um next to my left canine on the upper uh, set of my teeth um because when i had braces in high school i was supposed to put the rubber bands on and i didn't really wear them too much so the right side is kind of fine but the left side this tooth is actually sticking kind of like inward towards like facing back to the inside of my mouth and I can still feel it to this day. And my orthodontist said, oh, do you want to, uh, basically, do you want to have the rubber bands on for like another like three months? I'm like, get this shit off my face. <laughs> and I said, I'll just wear my retainer every day. And I do wear it just about every night. I think the longest I've gone without it was like two or three days. And by then I could really feel my teeth like. Shifting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's been five or six years now since I've started wearing my retainer. And my orthodontist said, after the first year, you can wear it like, five times a week and then second year like four times a week and then by like your fifth year you can wear it like once a week i've worn it every single day because i just I've, I've seen people not wear their retainer and then like you know years later they got braces again i'm like i won't be that person 
Yeah, it it happens to everyone. I um I've gone through, you know, I've I've had my fair share of all that stuff and um I had a you know, top bottom braces, the retainers, the rubber bands and the high rack and low rack and oh man, if you don't wear your retainer, you are just cheating yourself of uh you're cheating yourself of a lot of dental time that is unnecessary yeah i mean honestly i like my smile a lot of people at work are like you have a great smile I'm like yeah i spent like four years wearing braces <laughs> and i couldn't really eat a whole lot my mom's down she got her braces off like three weeks ago and she was like munching crackers and chips and like everything you, you're told not to eat yep. and she's like oh, that's all right i get my braces off next week i'm like well i mean what if you break it this week well, I'll just have them put it back on. I'm like, you know, and then go another two or three weeks. And yeah, plus oh, yeah. how much that costs and money. Oh yeah. And my dad's like, oh, you know, just whip out the credit card, you know, dad pays for it. Right. And my mom's like, oh, it's okay. It's not going to break. And then like literally an hour later, she's like, Hey, uh, my wire came loose. Can you look at it? I'm like, oh geez. So I get like my pliers I've never used and I like rub them in rubbing alcohol and I sanitize them, which I mean, you're not cutting into the skin, but like just, just still sanitize it. And then uh, I just bend it and I pop it right back in the hole. And it's like easy. She's like, oh, cool. Look, it's back. I'm like, what are you doing? You got like thousands of dollars in your mouth and you're like eating snacks. that are just going to break it. Like you can't compromise it. You know better. Yeah, it's hmm. I remember those days. I'm glad that they're long over. I'm sure you could agree. Oh, geez. Going from high school into college, you know, like not having to wear braces that was like perfect timing it was like the best perfect smile you know mm -hmm. uh yeah, absolutely i was right there with you when i i think i got mine off maybe somewhere like oh within a week before you move into your dorm freshman year and uh my orthodontist you know he's you know taking all of them off and he gets like my back molar um, i think it was my back right upper molar there was two there was a whole band that he just looked at and he kind of looks at his chart, looks at it again. He's, oh, no, we're going to leave this one on for like six months. And I was like, really? Like, I almost considered, you know, not say putting up a fight, but exchanging some words. And then he showed me in the mirror. He's like, look, like if you smile and like all that, you can't see it. It's going to be way back here. But, you know, just be careful, like, you know, eating like steaks or burgers or like kind of things where you really got to get into it and bite uh you could break it but it actually wasn't all that bad until it broke first semester of college and then you're like oh this is gonna be great i gotta go all the way back home just to get this fixed oh shit so you and if it's like poking and if it's poking yeah poking my mouth too. oh so you had like a like a contraption in your mouth is that yeah. what you're saying yeah a um like a full set of braces on the top Right. Oh, but on the molars, like your back, your l yeah. last two molars, there's still a braces segment, a, you know, two teeth and a wire connecting them. Wow. We've come a long way with technology, you know, like 50 years ago, they would just rip that tooth and be like, fuck you. <laughs> give you yeah. some, give you some, uh, what's it called? Some Coke, some Coca-Cola back then. Coca-Cola is a lot better from what I hear. hundred years ago. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a better recipe. You're like drinking that. Imagine you're just like, you're dazed. You're like, I'm feeling good. But like, meanwhile, your four like molars are ripped out. You're like, I don't care. Like, I'm drinking Coca Cola. I'm living the life. And then like, you're on like the front of an advertisement. Like, this guy's enjoying life. 
That's what it's all about. Follow, yeah, follow this guy. This guy drinks Coca-Cola. You should too. And then five more people drink Coca-Cola. You know what's crazy is the fact that, um, you know, famous people have such an influence on the companies. Um, I was watching an interview with, I think it was Christian Ronaldo, and there was a Coca-Cola in front of him, like a can or a bottle, and he moves it to the side and he picks up, I think it was Desani or water. He goes like, no Coke, like water, that's better, you know? And the next day, Coca-Cola took like a billion dollar sell-off. They literally went down like 1%, one and a half percent. And everyone's like, oh my, everyone's like raving. Oh my God, you know, this guy, like one of the top soccer players in the world, like dropped the stock, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and for, I don't remember if it was Desani because I'm pretty sure Coca-Cola owns Desani, which is kind of funny, but I don't know if it was Desani, which is kind of counterintuitive. But um, that's why you always see like Warren Buffett, you know, with drinking Coca-Cola, like the guy owns the stock. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, I feel like- it pays good dividends, I'm sure. And it's only going up uh yeah it pays like a four percent dividend or something like that like it's solid um it's definitely not a growth stock it's pretty much flat so you just need a lot of volume and after you have a bunch of volume like you just you know capital gains of dividends coming through your portfolio and you could have it reinvested in your account and since coca-cola is such a slow growing stock if it's being reinvested back into your portfolio it basically means it's going back into shares. So you don't have to do anything. It just keeps adding more shares and more shares. And I feel like that's like one of the biggest secrets that people don't like, they know about, but they don't take into consideration because it takes decades. Like if you got in on Disney, Coca-Cola, Apple, when it was like at the very beginning, like who would have known that, you know, Apple, what type of company is Apple? Imagine that yeah, you're in Apple. the 1980s. We, we, all do, we all do Microsoft here. Yeah, you're in the 1980s and you see an apple on a like an electronic device like you must look at those guys wide eyed like who is this guy like you're actually smoking something different and then you realize like 30 years later these guys are sitting on like a billion dollars you're like i was smoking something yeah i i was the one who was clearly uh on the good stuff yeah that's that's insane how far these companies have come but i mean honestly it's it's never too late to invest like in the last week there's been, I want to say, there hasn't been a correction in the market because a correction is about 8 to 10%. That's like the way I look at it. And then a crash is like, well, like 30 to 40%. It's like market crash. You know, everyone goes belligerent, withdraws their money, OA, you know, all over again. Um, you know, a slight turbulent, you know, sell-off is like 1% to 3%, you know, on like maybe an average day or two, which really isn't bad because you know, the Dow and uh, the NASDAQ, um, you know, they just end the S&P 500, um, which by the way, which is crazy. I didn't know this until the, for the longest time, the S&P stands for uh, standards and pours. Yeah. Standards and pours. I didn't know that for the longest time. I learned that like literally the other day, I thought it was just like two letters put together. And I bet a lot of people would clown me like you trade stocks and you don't know that. You'd be surprised. A lot of people don't know what IBM means. There's, there's a surprising amount of things people claim to know that they don't actually know. It's, 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 it's actually, if we took that amount, that by itself could be a whole comedy segment. Oh yeah. I mean, that could be a different idea. That's, we could save that for a different time. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, stocks is Next definitely episode. something that the one thing I do like about stocks is that it definitely does not discriminate you, anyone I've known. 
I've known people of like every background, every walk of life. Like, oh yeah, I've invested and I've made money. So it's like, it doesn't discriminate. I feel like you only hurt yourself if you either like listen to the wrong people or you listen to not like propaganda, but like dumb media. Like, oh, you know what? It's like, is the market crash happening? You know, it's like, oh my God, this YouTuber has got a million followers. And he's like, he just posted like a thumbnail saying like, the market's going to sell off. I sold all my stocks. Here's why. And you're like, oh my God, should I sell all my stocks? And you realize, wow, should I follow the trend like everyone oh, yeah. else? Yeah. And then you realize 15 minutes later in the video, he didn't sell shit. He's just like, I'm going to like buy these stocks as a great inflation hedge. You're like, oh, you're full of shit. And in that 15 minutes, you gave him four cents from YouTube and 15 minutes of your life, you'll never get back. Probably, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, now I just like skip through it. And then when I see like cool pictures, I feel like that's where he starts like explaining things that you can't really understand if he's just speaking it to you. Like uh, one of the things I didn't really fully comprehend the fact that we both took econ was like the fact that like inflation is transitory. And I literally looked up the definition because I wasn't really able to like comprehend the idea of it. And basically what everyone was talking about in short was, you know, inflation is short term. So, you know, like interest rates go up, you know, price of goods, commodities and whatnot go up, but it's supposed to be like what they call short lived. And then there's a bunch of other factors in play that affect the market, like, oh, you know, the 10 year treasury yield and this and that and blah, 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 you know, and I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to, you know, make people's brains all wrinkly. Let's not have a econ episode on our uh, six month reunion back. Oh, no, I'll I'll have to uh, I'll have to kind of like gradually merge, not merge, but shimmy my way towards that subject you know kind of warm them up like when you jump in like a hot shower before you work out hot shower before you work out you mean oh yeah no i used to do before and i realized it used to like make me too sleepy at the gym it used to loosen me up it used to dehydrate me because like you just it just burns you out it's not good i think the best one is and you know when we were uh, roommates is you come back from the gym you hop in a cold shower and you just as soon as you get in you throw yourself in you let out that primal scream and then take a three minute shower and you're out and it's done. Oh yeah. You feel great. Navy shower over here. Honestly. Yeah. Your screams were on next level. Those were like, um, those were like war cries. I remember <laughs> well, I'd be like making food and you'd be like, wow. And I'd just be like, holy shit, this guy's going at it. And like that shower must be cool. Cause it's like, the, it's like October, November. It's pretty cold, you know? But for some reason we had, Mm, I, I can't even explain how if it was good or bad in terms of like the insulation we had in the room I feel like it either got really hot or really cold there was no in between that's fair yeah. to say and um, I kind of remember that it was if we had the window open and our patio slash french doors open then uh even with the even with uh, full airflow it'd still just be stifling hot and stuffy and then yeah, there's no in between. It was just horrid, but it was a good apartment. We made it work. Oh, Jesus Christ. We had all the amenities that no freshman, sophomore, junior, and any of the other dorms had. Like when you walk in, you have air conditioning. That's the make it or break it. You know, like we got a regular temperatures. And the fact that I was so like chonk big at the time, like my, my temperature was like bipolar. I go from like hot to cold, cold to hot. 
um we had the kitchen that was actually like what's surprising is that kitchen is like as big as regular like apartment kitchens like that people buy off campus that kitchen was just about the size of the entire of a a entire freshman dorm room just about like if you took out like uh, all the appliances like the empty space as well sure so yeah let's say we took out the the stove the fridge and uh the cat and you know the countertops let's just Mm -hmm. say the entire area of the kitchen if you took that and maybe you made one kitchen and a half that was about the size of an entire freshman dorm you know that makes sense yeah without their closet yeah yeah without their closet which oh yeah looking at is funny and then our our bedroom was probably actually better way to put it our bedroom was as big as an entire uh freshman room where they'd have their bed two beds you know two desks a closet and whatever else they could cram in there i feel like our room like our bedroom was like slightly smaller than a freshman dorm like their dorm was a little bit wider than ours so you could like move in the middle i don't know i don't know it's been like two years Uh, is it oh it's been what is it it's been a year year and a half year and a half to two years since uh since you know we covid and all that stuff we moved out but no, several for uh, since we were both freshmen, and uh, glad it's been that way. Glad we're over all that. Yeah, that was dude. That was just a wild ride. I remember like my sophomore year, I was rooming with Wesley. Um, I had classes. I had like five five classes, and it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the rest of the week I was off. And he's like, I don't know how you got these classes, but I crammed them like econ computer science everything all business classes and like calc and whatnot and then um i'd have like eight hours of classes every day and then i get out of class like six maybe seven p.m on wednesday and they'd be like i'm done with class he was like you're done for the week I'm like yeah he's like what are you gonna do with yourself like i'm gonna play call of duty <laughs> and people would have thought that you know i would have had the best grades and i didn't i was playing too much l well you live and you learn. At least you're you did that then and not now. Oh yeah, dude. Now I'm more disciplined than ever. Well, I'd say like discipline wise, like back then, probably like a two out of ten. Cause a one's like you shouldn't even be in college. Um, but I still passed everything I'd more say or less. Two is you shouldn't even be in college, but you uh, made it work. Three and a half. And then now I give myself like a seven. Like there's always room to improve. I'd say people who say like, Oh, I give myself like a ten, like you're full of shit. Like you can always improve somehow. I've seen people that I knew from high school who like study for their exams. And these are like guys who go to like the UCs and like the, uh, the Ivy leagues and their teachers give them like their teachers will have them read like a couple of books during a semester, but these books would be like a couple thousand pages each. And their teacher would be like, you're going to have like a final, it's going to be 10 questions on these books. You're not going to know what's what the material is on you know have fun studying and they're like what do we study he's like everything like what do you even do in that situation like what's the secret to that uh start early be disciplined you know follow through and like if it's if you have three books that are a thousand pages each and you and you know in a semester in high school is what four months about so you got to read about little i have to read about 800 pages a month at minimum so you should probably be doing a thousand because we all know in high school we procrastinate 
and I say a thousand, so they're really going to end up doing about 1700 pages in a month because they're going to procrastinate and then try to break it down, you know, so on. But I think in high school, it doing, you know, that level of uh, dedication and engagement in material is it's rewarding and it should definitely, you should go through academic rigor, but it's a lot more valuable and um, fulfilling if you do it on something that you're genuinely interested in versus being just going through the motions of, oh, I got to take AP English, got to take AP literature and AP whatever else. Yeah, dude, I, I hated the APs. I liked it, but I hated it because every, like every single like person I knew who wanted to go to UC college was taking AP class because they felt like that was the only way to get in. Um, I knew a guy who barely took any APs and I think he got like a 4.0 throughout college or like 4.2. And uh, he ended up getting to like West Point and he was just like super gifted, you know, just smart from like the beginning, but not like the super smart where he has no like social skills. Like he was the guy who everyone liked. And I'm like, hey, good for you, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't like the AP classes. I think it's something that the parents always push their kids towards to take because they feel like it's going to make them look better. Like, oh, I'm taking five AP classes. Like, yeah, but how many hours of sleep are you getting at night? Like, you're literally taking more classes than how many hours of sleep you're getting at night. And how are you developing your social skills to help you to, in order to help you have a successful and fun, you know, fleeting teenage years, because you're 17, 18, guess what? It ends at 19. And then when you hit 2021, it's like, oh, I'm welcome to being an adult. And, uh, Life only gets harder. If you don't have the social skills, you've made it even more hard on yourself. And then you're going downhill from there. I remember uh, yeah. when I went to my doctor, this was my junior year of call, uh, high school, and I was taking AP US history. And that was the most work I've ever done. I procrastinated a lot, but the first semester I actually got a D and my mom was like fucking livid. And I was like, okay, I get that. And she's like, you can't take this class anymore. And you could drop it and go back to regular history. And I was like, imagine right now, if I went to regular history, how like, much i'd fly in this class but my brother my older brother was telling me he's like you you shouldn't pussy out you should just go through with it you're already halfway through that's like swimming halfway to a buoy and like now nah, i'm gonna swim back it's like where's the logic in that you know mm-hmm. so i stuck out the other half in the second semester i pulled a b i was like how did i do it i don't know i failed every exam um but i mean our our teacher helped us out with a couple of assignments and a couple of them which like the amount of points that you would get on a test, but she would count it as test points and you would just get like hundreds on it. So we ended up like doing pretty well in the end. And then AP test came around, like the actual, like, you know, statewide test. And, you know, a lot of us just got twos on the test. Um, but going back to that one story about a couple of my friends who would study for those classes in college where they had to read like thousands of pages and everything, which now they think about it, I could, do, I, I, I was reading like about like, as of recently about one to 200 pages a day, like very casual. Um, you just need like your phone turned off. You just have to have like no distractions. Um, but while I was talking to a couple of my friends are like, oh yeah, I just, a lot of people just have the discipline to read all that material and like squeeze like the best notes they can, like the main idea, like what, like, like the material the book is trying to tell you. And then a couple of the really smart kids just go to the professor really befriend them and then the professor goes like you might want to start studying like this part of the material and then they realize 
okay, we had like five books to read this semester and he's only going to test us on one or two books. So it's more of like who you know in that case, which is the professor and like how well you can get to him. Like think about um, Chad when we took business ops. He was going to office hours like every single week, like two or three times a week. And professor was helping him on his, um, uh, what's it called? His, his operations paper, which was like 15 pages, right? It had to be like 15. Oh, I dreaded that paper, yeah. Yeah, it was traumatizing. But we did do that the week of, I don't know why, hmm, procrastination. And he ended up getting like an A on the paper. And we all didn't really do as well, well as we thought we would. That was like a crash and burn. But saving grace was my friend who said, I took it the year before. She's like, you're going to want to go to professor and ask him to like go through with what you got wrong and he'll give you the points back basically like half of them um you know just because like you went back and talked to him he should he did it for us i was like really she's like yeah i got a 45 on my paper i went and talked to him and she's like yeah. she's like i act really in tune she he gave me a 92 i said holy shit oh like, okay what do i have to lose half the class walked out when we finished we stayed afterwards and then we basically got like almost passing grades, you know? Yeah, I, I, I remember that so vividly. You're, uh, you, myself, and another one of our friends in this kind of trio that we all sat in the front row because that was a pretty intense class. Um, walked out, you know, got our papers, walked out, looked at the scores. And with uh, that score, I was just about ready to throw myself in front of a FedEx truck, but um, walked back, like you mentioned, walked back and... Uh, Oh, I must have at least tripled whatever the original score I had, maybe even doubled it. Oh, probably closer to a double, but I'm so glad that uh, people have gone before us to kind of help us know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that class at all. Operations no, no, I don't. We shouldn't have done it the week of, but we did and uh, we got through it. Uh, yeah, operations is definitely not my forte. Um there's a lady at my work who's like an operations manager and she's really nice, really nice person. But like when she gets down to business, like she knows what the fuck she's doing. And I could tell like being in that position or that industry, it, it, it takes a toll as a lot of work does, because if you, if, if there's a lot of high volume in any type of work, it's going to burn you out eventually. And I realized that when um, I started like standing, you know, at my desk. Cause I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. My desk is electronic. It goes up and down. Like that's a couple thousand dollar, like desk setup right there. And I, you know, envy that I don't have something like that at home. Um, but after standing, you know, for so many hours, just in the last two weeks, uh, I realized how much of a toll it was taking on like my legs and my hips and my knees. Cause like I tried to work out after I got home and I literally felt like I'm being like immobilized. It's just too much strain. And I realized like, wow, this is what happens when you don't have like the right shoes um, or you're on like maybe uneven ground. You know, sometimes like when I go fishing, um, it's pretty fucked, to be honest. And then I realized like my feet started like not really feeling the best and my tendons and like my legs, like my hamstrings started hurting. I was like, OK, you're probably standing way too much. And some of the guys will do it just to like loosen up. And like I just sit as close as I can to the ground because it's less strain on your back because if you actually sit higher and you lean forward, the thing that's stabilizing you the most is your lower back. Whereas if you're sitting all the way to the ground and you're leaning forward, since your feet are perfectly flat on the ground, 
your legs actually stabilize a lot of your body, your upper body. So you don't strain your back. And plus like you get to put your elbows on the table. So you're like basically stabilizing your back. You know, that's just yeah. shit that I the, figured out. The small differences that make a, that add up to good posture and better health. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then plus if you work on abs, which I started getting back into like a month ago. Nice. Good thing that's not going to be on video. <laughs> yeah, yeah just just we'll audio for that we'll you'll get to see your lady rat cat oh, lady rat cat's probably by the fireplace yeah how's your fish tank doing it's looking kind of dirty i can't see yeah shit. well funny enough i actually just cleaned it today i did a water change and uh you're shitting me i can't see shit in the back well that's because the light for it is off and uh i'm in a dark room with mm. only my front light on Mm, that ambience, I like that. I you know, love. I, I think you're just jealous that my fish tank is uh, alive and well. Is it alive? <laughs> okay, well, unless unlike some of our friends, we don't uh, who pour alcohol in fish tanks. Oh God, that's well, so fucked. Just know that mine's alive and well. That's like feeding like your pet like meat that it came from. I remember so like it's like this... feeding your dogs grapes or chocolate. Oh God, yeah, you told me that was terrible for dogs. I couldn't imagine doing that to a dog. Like, I know, like, people abuse dogs, and that's, like, messed up, obviously, but, like, feeding a dog something where it just has no control over, like, once it goes inside, like, that's just messed up. It's game over. Death sentence. Death sentence. Three felonies. You're out. (laughs) Can you imagine that? You You feed a grape to a dog, you accidentally kill it, like you're put away for like years in prison like imagine like no questions asked not even a trial just immediately cuffs on thrown in the jail cell be gone yeah i like the ideology that people can communicate with no words exchanged like like we can communicate pretty well you know like you just we just know each other well enough so where you could just like look at me like give me like a look and be like yeah i know what to do type of thing and that's yeah. a big thing like we we're i was mentioning like a while ago like in the military obviously I've never been in it, but from what I've heard from people is like when they do special operations, they train hundreds of thousands of times to where they go to a house and, you know, the guy in charge, a team leader, whoever gives like one hand signal and like everyone just knows what to do. They like the door breacher goes to the left side and like the guy who's going through the window goes to the right side. The guy who's like, I don't know, doing whatever is like doing this. It's like, they don't know where it's exchanged. It's one hand signal. If, society in certain aspects could operate that well like we we'd have flying cars like no questions asked just do you know flying cars free free or very cost low energy uh no food instability a lot of the luxurious concepts i can't wait until these start 3d printing meat yeah, I, I can't wait until they start like 3D printing meat. It's it's insane how expensive it is right now. But I feel wait, like 3D like, printing meat—that's a thing. Yeah, they uh, they they take um, they take cells from cows or pigs or like the hamburgers, or whatever, and they actually put them in a, a petri dish, and then they fucking do whatever, and then all of a sudden, like over time however many days actually started growing into it. They actually grew like a hamburger patty and it was the craziest thing. Wow. But 
they said that the retail value on that, if they were to sell, it would be like $30,000 because it's like one of the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and just wait until the future when we have like, you know, all these freaking machines just like, hey, you want a burger? Boom, zap, here you go. You know, it's like, I don't know. I you probably like, already have that in Japan where you, uh, you go to the vending machines and it gives you a full-fledged meal. Oh, you have everything in Japan. Their toilets wash your butt off. That's all I need. A lot, a lot of culture, a lot of countries got that, and uh, we're behind. But oh, we are so behind. In Japan, what's crazy enough is um, there was there was an article I was reading like a year ago where they had like an not an earthquake, but something like damaged one of like a huge road in the inner city, and within 24 hours, they completely cleared out the debris. And they mm-hmm. completely filled it up and repainted everything, and traffic was flowing again. I was like, in less than 24 hours. Wow, that must be nice. Must be real nice. Like, I'm talking like a street like as wide as the freeway. Like, can you imagine that? Like, the ingenuity and just like the reaction time. They just they just do shit so fast. It's insane. I don't understand it. I don't really want to, but stuff like that, like you gotta respect because if we had that type of speed here. Like it's game over, you know, like in any industry. Oh yeah. And it uh, must be nice. Cause you know, we, we drive the freeway and uh, Oh, there's a pothole here, pothole there. And uh, all the minor inconveniences. I remember some guy used to draw like very lewd images, like with spray paint towards like potholes. And uh, he did it so much that even this, it was, I forget which city was in probably LA to be honest. Uh, the city actually started sending out people to fill in the potholes because it was gaining too much like media attention. That, that's clever. That's a clever it's, way to deal with it. It's this. definitely big brain. This guy's got a few wrinkles on his brain. I don't know how many, but I'd say at least a few. A few? I mean, uh, a few more than the average person. I think oh, that yeah. guy's many. Maybe several. it was just like a reverse psychology technique, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Reverse psychology, yeah. But yeah, honestly, it's like, just... It is what it is. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Alexander, I appreciate your time, you know, taking time out of your day to speak to me, even though we speak so much so frequently. And uh, I'm really looking forward to having you back on the podcast. You've been a great guest. And I'd like to thank you once again. And to all the people listening out there, look forward to more podcasts in the future. We'll probably start releasing, I'd say like once a week. Sounds good. Thank you for having me, Joe. Absolutely. Other than that, hope you have a great night. Thank you for joining and we will see you guys next time.